What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This might sound kind of weird, but I'm actually pretty excited to be sitting down today and recording this podcast episode because it kind of makes me feel like I'm actually getting back to my normal routine again. And I say that because I have been a little MIA here the past few weeks or so, at least from like a uh, content creation standpoint, recording podcasts, sending my newsletter stuff, doing Q&As. I uh, have been traveling a lot more, a lot of trips that have been booked that have finally happened, weddings, cool week-long like bucket list golf trip thing that I got to do this past week, going up to the lake and then just kind of fitting my business stuff and, and my coaching clients in around that. A lot of times, you know, the content creation side of my business and the marketing side of things are, are the things that drop off first and the things that I prioritize the least when I uh, kind of go through busier seasons of my life. So uh, it feels good to be back recording, you know, some of these things because it just makes me feel like I'm actually getting caught up and back into my normal groove and rhythm with with a lot of these things. And I also enjoy podcasting, you know, as uh, as as much work as they, you know, take sometimes to create. And my perfectionist brain, you know, always makes things more difficult than they need to be. It just feels good to be back just rambling today and uh, just getting back into the swing of things. So I know a lot of people can kind of resonate with that, taking, you know, longer trips or some time away from work or, you know, going seeing family and traveling, like all of that's super fun. It's super cool and it's really necessary, but sometimes there's nothing like just getting back into your normal routine and that might include work for some people too. You know, it's just, uh, just kind of a comforting thing and it, I don't know, it just feels good to be back, but I digress from there. Uh, this podcast episode was kind of inspired by some of the travel that I've had here the past few weeks as well. And just me kind of taking some time away from social media and then coming back to it. It's kind of the, the act of doing that has triggered some thoughts in my brain that actually came from kind of a therapy session that I had uh, with my therapist today. I, for those of you who don't know, I've feel like I've been very vocal about me, you know, advocating for you to see a therapist, but uh, I've been seeing a therapist like weekly for the last two plus years now, and it's helped me immensely. Um, and just getting back into my normal weekly routine, part of that was going to my therapist this morning. And uh, I just like to be really introspective. And um, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about going into some of these sessions. But one thing that came from today's session uh, was just kind of like my business model, my um, content creation model, like what I feel passionately about and, and really what I give a shit about, you know, helping people, you know, learn about and really just what I'm kind of grown to be passionate about these days because that's changed over time. And a lot of times, like, I'll get back on social media and I see accounts and people and other things that are honestly doing the opposite of what I'm doing. And to me, it can be kind of triggering sometimes because um, sometimes the social media strategy, the marketing stuff, um, especially in the health and fitness space, it's just fucked up and it's designed to get you to buy a bunch of shit. A lot of times buy into a bunch of shit that you don't actually need to or to focus your attention on things that maybe aren't as important as you think they might be or, or whatever the people are, you know, preaching, you know, they, they're trying to sell you on something that you think you don't already know. And one of the analogies that my therapist kind of came up with and we talked about today was this concept of like uh, all all sizzle, no steak. And uh, I'm going to do my best to try and explain that today because uh, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it. But I think it's really relevant to kind of what I wanted to just 
ramble on about today. And then I want to try and tie that into just talking about some of the things that, again, I'm passionate about, things that you can expect and see from me. Um, and then kind of like weirdly adopting this like minimalist type of mentality when it comes to your health and fitness and your nutrition because I think that that can help you weed through kind of a lot of the BS that you see online, especially on social media, and ideally help you live a happier and healthy life because of it and a life full of like less stress around your nutrition. I mean, that's that's really the ultimate goal that I think a lot of people should also be striving for in addition to their performance or body composition goals or health goals, like whatever it is that you're working towards, like feeling confident and comfortable and like, you know, being a critical thinker when it comes to your nutrition is is something that I think is underrated. It's something that I help my clients through. And it's uh, something that I've also been doing with myself recently since I've kind of been more immersed in this, you know, health and fitness space, so to speak. So yeah, uh, going into, I don't know what this uh, podcast title is necessarily going to be yet, but the uh, this kind of metaphor, all sizzle, no steak, is to me something that is so relevant in the health space because really what it means to me is like there's so many like flashy and sparkly and attention grabbing and uh, sexy things that are being talked about or advertised or promoted right like a lot of this exciting new new emerging research like really obscure like secrets things that people are making you think you don't know about right and they're using that to grab your attention and it's that attention grabbing kind of effect on the surface level that really gets people in the door, gets people buying into things. But a lot of times it's those same things that also lack substance or it just fails to deliver on whatever it's promising to give you. And so that's where this metaphor like all sizzle, no steak is. It's like, hey, you know, you can hear a sizzle on a steak, right? Like if you're on a grill or you're cooking on a grill or something, but like, what is the steak that you're actually eating? And is, is that worth the shit? And really that's the thing that is most important instead of the sexy attention grabbing things that are so fucking popular on social media today. And again, this kind of like podcast episode was almost brought to, to light because recently on, just on Instagram, I'm mostly on Instagram and, and listening to podcasts and things like that as well. But most of the content that I see, and again, it might just be me seeing more of it because I'm, I'm just, I live in it and I'm immersed in it more than maybe the average person, but you got to know that the average person is seeing the same shit that I'm seeing as well. And a lot of it is this overly, you know, glamorized, um, you know, quick fixes, promises, you know, things that are really grabbing your attention, things that maybe you don't know about that sound interesting, that sound appealing. And all of these kind of marketing strategies that are, are really just, directing your attention towards really, you know, big accounts or, or popular people on, on social media or on TikTok or on Instagram. And I'm not trying to like shit on people today or individual accounts. And I, I can't speak for everybody when I, you know, I, I talk about, you know, other accounts that are posting health content online and things like that. So I don't want it to sound like I'm attacking anybody today, but uh, it, I just can't help but be fucking pissed off at some of the stuff that I'm seeing because it, in my opinion, it's just directing people's attention towards things that they should never be fucking thinking about in the first place. And, and, and not to say that there's no place where some of this information can be, 
you know, useful or beneficial or insightful or educational. Like I think a lot of the stuff that you see online, like some of it is true, right? And and maybe the, you know, uh, level of significance is blown out of proportion for sure. Or like where some of these things fall on the hierarchy of importance when it comes to, you know, all facets and, you know, points of your health. Like those are the things that are often missing when, you know, we see some of these bold claims or, or see this, you know, person with a million followers talking about this thing that, you know, you didn't know about. So it's, uh, it's very attention grabbing is kind of the concept and word that keeps coming to mind. And to me, I just think it's doing more harm than good. Sometimes I think it's, I think it's more of a distraction than it is a benefit to people consuming that content, especially the average person. Right. And I don't know, again, I'm not tacking anybody, but just some accounts that come to, you know, my mind off the top of my head, people that I've followed or I'm following right now are people like, uh, Flav City, right? Or The Food Babe, or Carnivore MD, or Mark Hyman, or uh, this dude called Coach Jeremy, or uh, somebody recently on my timeline has been Dr. Josh Axe. I think he's a chiropractor or something. Like, there's literally an infinite amount of people. And, and I'm not like calling these people out and, and calling these people the devil by any means, but uh, these are just some offenders that I see and, and just some things that have like, really sparked my attention and, and are again, really the opposite kind of approach that I have to health and fitness when it comes to like a content creation standpoint and posting to social media. Um, but there's an infinite amount of people out there, infinite amount of voices out there that are, are kind of talking about the same things. And you know who I'm talking to, you know, I'm not necessarily the people that I listed, but the type of accounts that I'm trying to describe right now, like you've probably seen them or heard of them. Um, people who just do a ton of fear mongering around sugar, right? Or GMOs or vegetable or seed oils or dairy and gluten and individual like single ingredient um, things in foods or artificial sweeteners or people talking about you avoiding insulin spikes or, you know, pushing their supplements or cook line um, using big words like inflammation and toxic and, and people claiming that you could do things like, you know, uh, restart your metabolism or do a cleanse or boost your metabolism or reset your hormones or fix your gut, right? Like using all these big, shiny, catchy words, uh, because a lot of times they're just trying to grab your attention to direct them to their page, to direct you to the book that they wrote to direct you to the program that they have or to the supplement line that they're pushing um, or insert whatever thing that they've created. A lot of times it's, it's a real big marketing grab. And again, I can't say that these people have ill intent, right? Like I, I just can't say that about everybody, but you know, far too often you see the person in the grocery store with their fucking shirt off holding up a, a you know, a, a cookie or something or something, you know, in a, in a grocery store and talking shit about one of its ingredients. Like, I feel like we've all been exposed or seen some type of content on our social media feed at one point in our life. Um, and that's the shit, again, that grabs our attention, that really takes our attention away from, in my opinion, from things that actually matter. Because a lot of times the shit that, you know, you see on this, these pages, these websites, uh, these podcasts, 
I'm going to maybe be controversial here, but like fucking Andrew Huberman too, right? Like just talking about these minute, small details, going really in depth with some of these, you know, scientific terms and uh, mechanisms and looking at, you know, a bunch of these different things and bringing on guests that make you think that what they're talking about is so important and that's the missing thing um, that is keeping you from being healthy or keeping you from getting you know, to your body composition goals or keeping you from your performance goals. And, you know, I bring up Andrew Huberman because again, he's a smart dude. He brings a lot of cool people on his, you know, uh, podcast. He talks about a lot of interesting shit, but man, like the average person thinking about like cold exposure every single day and, you know, uh, sun tanning their testicles and, and doing X, Y, and Z supplements and particular meal timing or, um, releasing heat through your palms so you can get more energy, um, between sets and, and improve your hypertrophy gains that way. It's like people just start focusing on all these things and they lose, they just lose touch with what they actually need to be doing to see meaningful you know, uh, progress over time. They, they, they get their attention taken away from the actual big rocks or the steak that we're trying to eat. And that is a lot of times where people kind of have this disconnect with, you know, what they think they're going to get by following these programs, listening to these people, consuming their content versus what results they're actually going to get out of it from actually doing what these things are saying. You know what I mean? So big rocks, I'm putting in kind of air quotations here. And again, these are these are not a comprehensive list, but if we look at like the things, in my opinion, and what research has shown, like things that a normal person can do consistently to be generally healthy and live a longer, healthier, happier life are things like managing your calories and understanding your energy balance, right? Like understanding how you get those calories and what is inside those calories that you're getting to your total calorie, you know, target for the day. And not even saying that you have to track your calories or, or, or uh, enter food into a food log and come up with all these things. I think that can be really insightful and helpful for some people. But this idea of managing calories and understanding that is something that people need to understand, right? Also getting in enough protein and fiber, right? Going alongside with how do we, you know, make up these calories throughout the course of the day? Because it's one thing to hit a calorie target. It's another thing to hit kind of maybe your basic macro and micronutrient needs within that calorie range. Also things like uh, exercising regularly and strength training or resistance training. I would also say things like sleeping enough and managing your stress, right? Not having poor stress management outlets, things like smoking or drugs or alcohol, um, Maintaining a healthy body weight is something that, you know, isn't discussed a whole lot on these things. And as people are, are talking about what you can do to, you know, bias the, you know, iliac division of whatever muscle group you're doing, it's like, man, if you're not fucking sleeping enough, if you're not eating enough, if you're not getting enough protein, you're not managing your stress, if you're not getting in bed enough, you're not at a healthy body weight. Like, dude, sometimes thinking of these things are just, they're just... They're just, again, a distraction away from what you might, you know, actually benefit from focusing and doubling down on. Um, I already already mentioned it, but maybe limiting or cutting back on alcohol consumption, staying hydrated, hydrated for people. A lot of people are fucking dehydrated out there. It blows my mind, but it's actually a reality that a lot of people in uh, live in, you know. Um, taking care of your mental health, I would also put 
you know, on that list, given that this whole podcast episode was kind of sparked by a therapy session that I had today and talking about that for an hour, but putting in the work on your mental health and, and really trying to grow as a person and, and, and kind of challenge some of the previous thoughts and beliefs and things that you've been doing your whole life that aren't serving you. Part of, you know, you becoming healthier and becoming a different person is kind of an identity change that happens alongside that, right? Because that's where sustainability happens is when you embody the person and you step into the person that is doing all these things that, you know, is healthy, that is um, kind of this version of yourself that you're trying to get to eventually. So I say these big rocks, I've talked about them before, but I just think that a lot of these things are not talked about enough on some of these pages that, again, are hyper-focusing on what your blood glucose response is after a meal for a non-diabetic person. Like, fuck, to me, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a waste of time and it's almost more mental masturbation than it is anything, you know, uh, productive for you making changes with some of your health and fitness stuff. So again, not to say that some of these things are like, you know, not relevant at all in all context again i think i think some of these things are a little bit more individualized a little bit more nuanced once you have these big rocks down is when you can start thinking about some of these other things and and become more fascinated and start experimenting but what i find is a lot of people are are stepping over fucking hundred dollar bills to pick up pennies right stepping over hundreds meaning they're not getting enough sleep they're not drinking enough water. They're not, you know, managing their calories or understanding how much energy they need or don't need depending on their goals. Um, they're not sleeping enough. They're not managing their stress. They're drinking too much alcohol. They're more sedentary. They're not getting enough steps in. They're not reg- or regularly exercising. Um, you know, the, maybe not exploring some of their, you know, mental health stuff, shit that's holding them back and bugging the fuck out of them. It's like, dude, if you're not doing those things, like none of the other stuff matters. Okay. And, where this podcast kind of originated from, I find myself kind of all over the place already here, but I got back on social media and it's like, I don't know why I've just been pretty bored with social media recently. Um, just cause personally, I feel like I'm seeing the same shit over and over and over again, same fear mongering, same, like kind of scare tactics, the same, uh, the same people who essentially have the business model of like, okay, here's an obscure problem or thing that I could talk about. I'm going to include this thing in a book that I write or an ebook or whatever it is that I can sell to people once I talk about this thing on social media. And then once they buy the book or whatever, then they can buy the into the program or they can buy the supplement line um, or they can buy whatever else that I'm affiliated with. And that cycle just repeats itself over and over and over again, right? Or they get kickbacks for their blood glucose, you know, uh, continuous blood glucose monitors or for doing a bunch of Dutch testing or, you know, insert whatever it is. Like I just, I see it so often. And that was just the stuff that I was bombarded with when I came back from my trip and started looking at social media again. It's just, it's getting old to me. And it's just something that I see so frequently. And and I just see so many people falling victim to that. And it just fucking pisses me off sometimes. And, uh, not to say that I'm this like gold standard here and that my shit doesn't stink and everything that I talk about is is the best and everyone should be focusing on that, right? Like I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still evolving as 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 a human and as a coach and and ideally that is what I'm using, you know, as kind of motivation to continue 
talking about on this podcast and bringing people new topics and, and calling myself out when I feel like I'm wrong and, and being able to evolve and learn as a human being too. Um, I'm not saying that what I'm talking about today is just the end all be all of health, but it sure as fuck is like 95% of it, right? Like if most people didn't eat too many calories over time, had enough protein, got enough fiber, stayed hydrated, cut back or eliminated their alcohol consumption, got enough sleep per night, um, again, like manage their stress and whatever that means to them and whatever way that they want to do that. If people did that consistently, I'm, I'm not talking about doing it for like two weeks at a time and then saying, fuck it when, you know, my schedule, for example, comes up where it's like traveling two weeks out of the first, you know, three months or uh, three weeks of the month, you know, and then just saying, fuck it. And then just coming back and like starting over again. I'm, I'm talking about implementing these things and doing these things to the best of your ability for three months, six months, a year at a time, people would be completely different humans at the end of that. And not to say that that's an end point or there's a timeline with this, but you committing to something, doing these big rocks, doing the steak part of this, you know, kind of meal, so to speak, you would be a different person and you would likely be in a better spot than where you are at um, today compared to what, you know, you're doing, not doing those things and you focusing your attention on getting a glucose monitor and seeing what a Chipotle burrito does to your blood sugar and trying to figure that out for a month. You know what I mean? And, um, and trying to avoid every seed oil on the planet and looking meticulously at all the ingredients on the foods that you're buying at Costco, uh, and trying to find the ways to reset your metabolism or, you know, reset your hormones. Like, the time and attention you're giving to all of those smaller things is taking away from the big important shit that is going to give you the biggest return on your investment if you do that consistently. So for me, from my standpoint, when I was talking to my therapist today, that was really the thing that pointed out to me where it was like, it's kind of frustrating, right? Because the lucrative part of this industry is found in the stuff that I just talked about, right? Like somebody gets on a podcast or video themselves talking about something or creates a list of like things you should never do or things you need to avoid or things that destroy your gut or whatever it is that then gearing them towards whatever product you have program book course anything that you're trying to sell them and then you know insert whatever supplements whatever line that you're also promoting to that is a much more lucrative way to get money at the end of the day to to um, gain a bigger audience or following because people love polarized topics in the health space, especially in, like in politics too. Like you see it all over the fucking place, left and right wing and whatever the hell's going on. I'm not really involved in politics at all, but the, it, it's very similar with, with health and fitness, right? Like health and fitness is very tribalistic. A lot of people like to make it very black and white. And a lot of people are very polarized in the space and, and make you think with absolute terminology and these things that what they're saying is the most important thing. And with that, people think that they're, you know, more of a, an authority and that, that, you know, what they're saying has truth to it because they're so, they're just so confident with, with the way they say these things. When in reality, from my experience and even in general, I find the more intelligent, smart, like critically thinking people out there are the people who aren't giving you absolute answers to questions that you ask, right? Like the people who are really thinking about and, and, and answering some of these questions or presenting informations are not the people who are saying, this is the end all be all of health if you do X, Y, and Z, right? Or if you do this, you know, this is going to happen 
hundred percent of the time. Like that's just not the thing that fucking sells. It's not sexy. And unfortunately that's kind of the, the business route that I've taken, right? Just like trying to put as much content out there as I can. Um, really talking about and doing things and, and kind of preaching to people, um, to do things that I would do or things that I have done or things that I would do. Right. And not selling shit that I would never do. It's like, man, it's just, it's frustrating because for me, you don't get as much followers. You don't get much traction. You don't get much, um, um, you know, viral, uh, reels going, um, viral, so to speak, right. You're not getting like thousands and thousands of views, And it's tough to see because you see other people being rewarded for some of these things that, in my opinion, are more detrimental to people's health than they are beneficial. So um, I just kind of had like a little pity party today and I was talking about that. But again, that's where my therapist was like, yeah, I mean, a lot of these things are kind of all sizzle, but no steak when it comes down to it and all of these things. And that's kind of how this podcast was born. So you can thank my therapist for that, too. So I, um, yeah, I was just I was just kind of going back and forth. And that was part of the conversation that I had today. And I just, I felt like that was a good talking point. And it's just something that I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about, at least, at least the people listening right now, like listening to how my brain works. And if you've been listening to a while, you, you know, my brain's all fucking all over the place, but it is what it is. And I, um, I kind of wanted to share that and now transition to kind of this philosophy and this, uh, this thing that I find when you adopt it is, kind of enlightening, um, this concept of like less is more, this minimalist approach. I don't know why I watched, uh, and I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here because documentaries on Netflix are awful, especially in the, in the health and fitness space. Um, they're captivating, right? They want to grab your attention. Like any type of documentary you see has the same tactics, but the health and fitness stuff, the game changers, forks over knives, um, sugar nation, whatever, whatever pot or, uh, documentaries are out there. It's, it's a bunch of fear mongering garbage really is what most of the time it is. But I watched the minimalist, uh, documentary like two years ago or three years ago or something like that. And, uh, I found it to be super relevant minimalist. If people aren't familiar with what that is, um, it's kind of just, again, just less is more like the idea of, cluttering your house with more things and getting more stuff and more kitchen appliances. And, and just think about the society we live in. It's just constantly, um, just centered around you getting more, more, more of everything, getting these quick dopamine hits, having more things, having that be like a status symbol. These guys, uh, it was crazy. One of the guys in the, uh, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. But I think one of the guys in the, uh, in the movie itself, like, literally packed all of his stuff up in his house for uh, six months or something. And if he didn't use something that was in one of those boxes in his garage after that six month, he literally just donated it all or got rid of it. And by doing that, he was able to like really cut back on kind of the, the necessities or the essentials that he had in his house and, and what he really needed and kind of parted ways with the things that he didn't actually need. Now I kind of, wanted to connect that with what we're talking about today from like a health and fitness standpoint. And instead of people constantly wanting to know more information, get more knowledge, um, you know, learn about all these minute details and the nuances about some of these things and the research and uh, whatever Andrew Huberman is talking about this next week. It's like when people get caught up with more, 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 one, a lot of times it leads to like this, uh, 
paralysis by analysis, right? Like just getting information overload and, and not knowing how or what to act on with the information that you're getting, right? Like sometimes information overload can lead to paralysis and you not doing anything at all because you don't know how to take perfect action. Um, and that is just a horrible place to be in. And we have to remember too that like knowledge is not really power, right? Knowledge is not going to get you to the dream body or the dream health or the dream blood work or whatever it is that you're working towards. Like application is going to get you there and, and taking imperfect action and being sloppy with it is going to be better than not taking any action on anything at all. Now, I find that it's easier to do that sometimes when you are, aren't as bombarded with all this information and all this filler shit, right? That it's just kind of clouding your judgment and your feel for what's actually important, right? A lot of those things take away from the big rocks, the stake that, again, if you think about this minimalist mentality, if you just think of this, you know, basic steak, minimal seasoning, that is a lot of times the thing that is going to yield the biggest return on your investment and improve your quality of life because of that. And again, I I would classify some of these big rocks and these things, um, kind of this minimalist mentality, like getting, weeding out all the the small shit and, and, and really focusing on, are you resistance training, you know, weekly? Or what kind of exercise are you doing and are you doing that consistently? And, and is it something that, you know, you enjoy and you can do long-term? Um, are you training hard when you are doing those exercises, right? Because exercise is one thing, but if you're just going through the motions, you know, you're not pushing yourself hard, you're not getting uncomfortable, chances are you're not going to continue to see the adaptations in growth or progress from the exercise that you are doing. So we want to make sure that the energy you put into your workouts and your exercise is actually yielding you something in return that you're continuing to progress on. This idea of like progressive overload over time, super relevant and it's so important when it comes to resistance training and, and getting into the gym, Okay. Um, but are you training consistently and are you training hard enough? That is a big rock. And I would say for most people, like two days is kind of a minimum, but like three to four days a week lifting, training hard is plenty. It's fucking plenty. Like don't think you need four, five, six, seven days a week of training. Like you getting active, getting steps, going on walks, getting a bike ride, like doing more low intensity exercise, doing yoga, going to a Pilates class, like doing that occasionally or, or, you know, most days of the week, I think is okay. But if you're training your resistance training, uh, a lot of these benefits that we see you get from it come from like three days a week, right? Or three, four days a week max. And for a lot of people, that's a step down from what they're doing now. But when you actually do that, you're able to put more effort and energy into those training sessions and you can actually get more out of it from a, you know, recovery standpoint, from a strength standpoint, doing less is more in some of these search, uh, circumstances. So remember that like your training doesn't have to be every single day of the week. Are you getting enough steps? You know, are you, you know, not super sedentary? And then are you lifting consistently and, and uh, doing some cardio, doing some lifting, whatever that looks like for you, whether you're on a structured resistance training program, you go to the gym, you go to orange theory, um, you do a workout class, even if you're doing some like hit stuff at home, like you getting moving and doing these things consistently. Um, you can get a lot of benefits by doing two to four days a week and you don't have to do it every day. So again, sometimes less is more when it comes to health and fitness and your ability to progress is only as good as your recovery, right? And in how hard you're training in some of these sessions. So you'd be surprised doing three days a week, four days a week, sometimes five days a week. If all these things are on point, 
you can get more out of that than you trying to do seven days a week. So that's a big rock that I would think of when it comes to this like minimalist mentality of like less is a little bit more. The same thing with your nutrition, in my opinion. And this is relevant kind of to my trip that I've had, you know, the last uh, week or so. and, And even the trips that I've taken recently of like, man, if you're focused on individual ingredients and what your food is always cooked in and, um, you know, what your blood sugar is doing after every meal, like that shit is difficult to keep track of when you're traveling, you know? And, and a lot of times when you're outside of your normal controlled environment, that's when people have the most stress and anxiety around what they're doing with their nutrition, you know? And, and again, that's where that like analysis by paralysis happens. And then people just say, fuck it. Cause they're not able to be perfect. Uh, when they are traveling, when they're trying to make these nutrition selections, when they're out and about, and I'm using traveling and being outside of your normal environment here is kind of my example because it's probably the most relevant for a lot of people, right? Like anybody can follow the perfect plan and, 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 and have the most control of your environment in your house or whatever it is that you're doing day to day. But how confident are you making those decisions and being able to execute on that when you're away from home? Right. And if you have anxiety over, you know, if they use canola oil to, to cook part of your fish in or whatever it is at the restaurant, it's like, man, for some people, maybe, maybe that could be at the top of our mind. And again, I, I'm not telling you not to do these things. If this is the thing that you feel good with and you're making these decisions and you can travel with that and you're not super anxious about that, like by all means do you, but most people are not right. And when it comes down to it, like less is more with your nutrition sometimes too. This is where tracking sometimes I think could be a positive thing for some people if they haven't done it already, but tracking how many calories you're eating, understanding how many calories you're eating a day, looking at what amount of calories you're getting when you eat away from home because it's vastly different than what you're cooking in the kitchen. How many calories come from alcohol? What are the the snacks and the desserts and the things that come up when you're on these trips or vacations or traveling um, that you're not always accounting for when you're at home, right? Like finding out how to live when you're traveling and living a normal life instead of being super zoned in and kind of neurotic about our health and fitness, like that's eventually going to be the life that you are trying to get to, right? Like trying to to live a life that you enjoy while doing things and having a system around your nutrition that you can stick to is, is one of the goals, right? Long-term. So sometimes just understanding like how many calories am I eating? Am I getting enough protein when I'm on my trip? What is my fiber like when I am home and then when I'm away from home and how can I increase my fiber? How can I structure my meals or add or subtract things from my meals uh, or snacks or things like that throughout the course of the day to make sure I'm hitting some of these bare minimum nutrients so I can feel good, right? Um, A lot of times just focusing on less will allow you to enjoy the experiences that you're experiencing right now, enjoy them more and really just help you stress less about a lot of the stuff that doesn't necessarily matter when it comes to um, traveling and eating off of your plan, so to speak. And I'll give you an example of this because a lot of times um, you'll see on social media, you'll see people promote that like seed oils are the root of all evil and that's why everyone's obese today and uh, they increase your inflammation and they're in all of our processed foods and all of these things and you know, it's the devil, right? People have this argument, okay? And there's maybe some truths in some of the stuff that they're saying, but if we actually look at some of the research, 
done in humans, right? Randomized control trials and looking at uh, meta analysis on some of these things, you would actually find that as long as calories are controlled and, and people are eating within a range or they're not overweight, right? Like a lot of these oils and things that people are talking about, they're really calorie dense, which makes it really easy to overeat. And a lot of those, those oils that are in, you know, some of these foods are hyper palatable foods. They're in fast foods. They're, they're, um, in ultra processed foods. So it makes sense that, you know, that would be a really concentrated source of calories, which would be very easy to overeat on, which is then what drives up inflammation. It's not necessarily the oil alone, right? And if you control for calories in, and even if you swap some of these things, like you, you swap butter for a seed oil, we actually have positive health outcomes in some studies that show that, you know, eating these things are safe and they're fine. As long as you're controlling calorie and managing your energy balance, it's how all of these things fit together. But again, a lot of the approaches that you see are like, what, you know, what are these individual ingredients? They're more prevalent today. Therefore, that's the reason why everyone is overweight and obese now or eating more calories over time. When in reality, like if you look at overall, you know, context of somebody's diet, their lifestyle, you know, somebody could be eating canola oil every single day if they're managing their calories, if they're maintaining a healthy body weight, if they're getting enough protein, if they're eating enough fiber, if they're hydrating, if they're resistance training, you know, if they're getting routine blood work, like People can technically have these things for their whole life and be healthy as fuck, and it's not the canola oil that's killing them, right? Um, a great example is like my grandfather comes to mind because this dude loved Costco hot dogs, and I mean loved them. He, he would want like multiple ones a week if he could get his hands on them. Um, but like everyone you know, like we all know the people, like, oh yeah, she smoked and drank and ate this or Pop-Tarts or whatever it is forever and she lived to whatever. Like there's always these kind of outliers and things that happen, right? But if we look at like, hey, my grandfather also had a lot of home-cooked meals throughout the week. Um, he wasn't overweight or obese. Uh, he was fairly active. He lived till 98, right? Uh, he was fairly active for the most part. He had an active lifestyle. Uh, he didn't, you know, eat ultra processed foods every meal, every day. Um, and when you start to look at, you know, big picture stuff, you start to realize that like, Hey, maybe seed oils aren't it. Maybe it's more of an overarching concept that I need to grasp instead of hyper-focusing on one of these components that really don't paint the full picture when it comes to your health and fitness. So I don't know, that was a little side tangent there, but I, um, I just wanted to kind of like help represent that, that like, you stressing about what your, you know, meat is cooked in or your vegetables or whatever is cooked in on your trip when you're on vacation and stressing about that is likely doing more harm. Like you stressing over that is doing more harm than good in certain occasions, right? And a lot of it comes down to like understanding energy balance, what your needs, what it means to eat for your needs, and then how you can put that into place when you're traveling versus when you're on vacation versus when you're in a social situation or when you're um, at home or when you go to your mom's house or when you go up to the lake for the weekend. It's like being able to understand that and put that into practice, you know, when you're outside of your perfect environment um, is a really enlightening experience I find for most people. So moral of the story when it comes to this like minimalist style is a really roundabout way of saying like less is more sometimes. Like, like think of these big principles, double down on the basics and you will find that a lot of the stress and uncertainty and scarcity around the food and nutrition choices that you make will go away and you will feel better during those experiences and traveling and outside your normal routine. And 
you will also have an easier time kind of coming back and not feeling like you were off the train. So you know how to get now you got to get back on it and be perfect and and go full throttle and be a psychopath with your health and fitness when you get home because you weren't perfect when you're on your trip kind of thing. You know what I mean? So um, I digress from there, but less is more with your nutrition. Okay. Also, when it comes to man, just like just other things from this minimalist standpoint, it's like are you getting enough water? What is your sleep hygiene? And are you, are you in bed for seven to nine hours of night? Are you getting in enough steps daily, right? We talked about like resistance training and get some activity in and workouts, but like, are you getting a 2000 steps a day? Cause you're working at home, you know, and, and you're not getting enough activity outside of your training sessions. Like that is something to keep in mind from like a body composition and heart health standpoint, and even a mental health standpoint, like getting up and moving throughout the course of the day and going on walks and being more active is going to be good for most people. Um, but are you getting enough steps in? Um, are you limiting your alcohol consumption? And are you trying to like have some form of stress management practices that work for you? Maybe that's taking a bath. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's cutting off screens, you know, after 6 p.m. at night and uh, not looking at work emails or social media or whatever it is. Like small things that you feel good with that you know will make a difference for you like are you implementing those more often than not or are you doing it sporadically when you feel guilty for doing too much of one thing and then you go and try and overextend yourself by going to the other extreme and and cutting off all these things at once you know so um moral of the story really the point i'm driving at here today is like what are the big rocks in your life what are the things that maybe you have some room for improvement to you know to be able to capitalize on uh, maybe something, you know, if you're being honest with yourself, could be better, right? Acknowledge things that are going well, if there's any room for improvement within those things. And then just keep maybe adding some of these other big rocks that, you know, you can double down on. And that the attention that you put towards those things will help navigate you through all the weeds of all the other BS and stuff that you see on social media that, again, I think is more of a distraction than it is a benefit to you and your health pursuits. And in the way we, you know, uh, look at health at the end of the day. So yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point, to be honest, uh, definitely a lot of directions we went with this, but I'm going to kind of end the podcast on that note. And, um, just hopefully you got something from today's episode, but again, I just, I really want people to think less is more in certain situations and just appreciating the fact that like, you know, you don't have to be perfect and know a million things to be a really healthy person. Okay. Um, understanding like training efficiency, um, training for health, getting enough activity in, um, being able to like get to a place where you're happy, you know, in the body that you're in while also living a life that you enjoy is super important. Um, even the act of you trying to block out the noise and minimize the amount of stuff that you consume and read and um, are trying to get more information on, like understanding, like doubling down on these healthy habits and really focusing on the basics is going to get you to probably 90, 95% of the progress that you're looking for. And you're probably going to have a better life because of it if you're able to just block out a lot of the shit that is just taking your attention away from the things that actually matter most. So just some things that I'm uh, 
thinking about personally in my brain. I wanted to share that with you. And if you made it this far into the episode, I appreciate you listening as always. I'm excited. We've got some cool guests coming here on in the next month or two. Just some, some people that I've been trying to get on the podcast. So I'm excited to bring those to you. And until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. As always, appreciate you listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.